0: We're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm
1: Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how you can go on a simulated mission to Mars in Spain and what the weather forecast really means when it says there's a chance of rain. You'll also learn about how people around the world talk differently online with internet linguist Gretchen McCulloch.
0: Hawaii, Let's satisfy some curiosity. You can go on a simulated mission to Mars in Spain. And sure, it's not a real Martian adventure, but it is something that astronauts do to get ready for space. And considering your chances of jumping on a rocket to the red planet in the next few years is kind of slim, you may want to consider this as the next best thing. It's called the Life on Mars Experience, and its location is about as remote as possible without leaving Earth, at a place called Aries Station in the Spanish region of Cantabria. That's due north of Madrid, right on the country's north coast. And you can apply right now on TripAdvisor Experiences for a fee of roughly 6800 U.S. dollars.
1: And we should say, this is not a sponsored ad. We just thought this was really cool and we wanted to share it. Who
0: doesn't love Mars? Participants will get to live in a cave that's one mile, or about 1.2 kilometers long, with ceilings that are 200 feet or about 60 meters high. Not only will you be living underground, but you'll also be isolated from other human contact, just like a real space crew and there you will stay for a full 30 days. Sounds not so bad, to be honest.
1: Oh, I would totally do it if I had the money.
0: (laughs) To make sure you're fully okay before and during the mission, each team member will be supported by a medical team, and the entire crew will undergo three days of training, including emergency plans in case something bad happens on site. This is true astronaut stuff, since the European Space Agency runs similar isolation exercises. That's because it's important to make sure that crew members can work together for long periods of time, like the six months or so that the average person spends on the International Space Station. TripAdvisor Experiences said this in a statement, quote, "...the idea is to learn more about not just the physical, but the societal impact living in such a colony would have. Candidates have to apply for their position on the expedition and pass physical and psychological tests before they're accepted." Special equipment has to be worn and no contact is allowed with the outside world, unquote. So what are you waiting for? Ready to pack your bags?
1: Let's say you turn on your local weather forecast and it says there's a 60% chance of rain. Do you know what that actually means? Because it turns out that the phrase chance of rain is a much more complicated concept than you might think. The chance of rain is also known as the probability of precipitation or POP. And it's based on a mathematical formula that takes a weather forecaster's confidence into account. That mathematical formula goes like this. POP equals coverage multiplied by confidence. Here's how this looks in practice. Let's say a forecaster is 100% confident that 40% of a given area will see measurable rain. 100% times 40 equals 40%. So there's a 40% chance of rain. Of course, 100% confidence almost never happens in science, so the formula is usually more complicated. So what if a forecaster is 50% sure that rain will happen and expects that if it does occur, 80% of the area will get that rain? 50% of 80% is 40%, so the POP is 40%. This might sound complicated, and that's because weather deals in probabilities, and probabilities often require complicated math. The good news is that the average person doesn't need to get out a pencil and paper every time they read the forecast. According to the National Weather Service, if you see a 40% chance of rain, quote, there is a 40% chance that rain will occur at any given point in the area, unquote. Not that it will definitely rain across 40% of the area. Just maybe bring an umbrella. Hope you don't get rained on.
0: The Internet is one giant community with no borders. So when it comes to using language online, who's writing the rules? That's what we asked our guest for today's edition of our Hashtag Tuesday's miniseries, Gretchen McCulloch. She's an internet linguist and author of the new book, Because Internet, Understanding the New Rules of Language. Last week, she told us about how people from different generations of internet users speak online. And this week, we'll get into the differences across different geographic regions. Are trends mostly coming out of America, or the United Kingdom, or other English-speaking parts of the world? Gretchen told us there's not a ton of specific research into this area, but there are definitely some trends worth noting.
2: There are some things that seem to be broader trends that are, if not completely international, at least multinational. There are some things that seem to be in particular areas. So a few examples of this are the UK and Australia, but not so much the US and Canada, have this tendency to use XX at the end of like their text messages. And it comes from, you know, XOXO meaning hugs and kisses, but that's not what it means. Like people use it even in fairly businessy contexts, And it just means I don't hate you. That's all it means. Like this is not hostile. And if you don't put the XX, it's like you're being passive aggressive. You hate someone, it's hostile. And that's a, you know, even in English speaking countries, that's a UK thing. It's found in Australia as well, but it's not found in the US or Canada. Conversely, you get some other stuff that's multinational that's not quite in most of the English-speaking world. So for example, many places that use an alphabetic script, so English is an alphabet, other places that use an alphabetic script use a repeated letter to convey emphasis or to convey a, like a elongation of a word. So you can be like, yay, with lots of "y's." And other countries do this as well. French does it, you know, Spanish does it, these kinds of things. But in a bunch of countries in Southeast Asia, so in Chinese, Japanese, Korean, but even some that use alphabetic scripts like Tagalog and Filipino, instead of using the repeated letter, they use a tilde or swung dash, this you know, wavy thing, to convey this repetition at the end of the word. So instead of writing Y A Y Y Y Y Y, they'd write Y A tilde, tilde tilde tilde. And that conveys that. And so this has been putted into English but with an association with manga and anime and this sort of culture around Japanese cultural exports. But in countries that actually use it on a regular basis, it's just how you elongate a letter for dramatic emphasis. So there are some national differences and linguistic differences between different areas. I'd love to see more research on this, though.
1: So there's a chance you could actually infer something about a person's background just from the way they write that they're excited about something. Pretty cool stuff. And you can learn about even more tells in Gretchen McCulloch's new book, Because Internet, Understanding the New Rules of Language. You can find a link to that and more from Gretchen in today's show notes. And next week, we'll wrap up our Hashtag Tuesdays miniseries by tackling some internet language trends from non-English speaking countries, along with something that's a pretty major part of internet language, emoji.
0: And now let's recap what
1: we learned today. Today, we learned that you can join a simulated mission to Mars in an isolated part of Spain for about 7,000 bucks. Hey, it's still cheaper than actually going to Mars.
0: And that a chance of rain refers to the chance that rain will happen at any given point in an area.
1: And that if you see an XX at the end of your text messages or emails, it just means the person sending it doesn't hate you. Not that they're sending kisses. Hugs. Oh, right. O's are kisses. Yep. Weird. (laughs) Now that I have emoji, I don't really need... That's old stuff.
0: Oh, sure. (laughs) I guess I'm old school. Then I still throw them in once in a while. Oh, not in business emails, though.
1: Right. I've never gotten those from you.
0: I'd <laughs> <That'd> be. <laughs> yeah, I even I know the appropriate time and place. <laughs> Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff.
1: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious.